One, two, three. Mila Falls, you're very welcome along to the Brian and Kieran Warfield podcast, the ramblings of two Irish balladeers, featuring Brian Warfield of the fierce and mighty Wolf Tones and his son Kieran, that's me, of the band Catalpa and also of the bandwagon bus Dublin's only musical ballad tour on wheels. So sit back, relax, grab a tea, coffee, beer or wine or whatever takes your fancy as we go rambling through life's misty foggy dew, through stories, songs, history, politics, life on the road and just a general bit of crack. Crack, all right, and that's the Finding the Moses. Uh, that's number four song, the fourth song of the. I was going to say the Foggy Jubilee. I'm so used to saying it. No, of <laughs> Up the Rebels, uh, the Up the Rebels album from 1966 of the Wolf Tones. Uh, great song, Dad. Yeah, that 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 was uh, one of uh, Zazimus, uh, the great ballad writer of Dublin. He was blind, and uh, he wrote many, many, many songs. Uh, he lived around the late uh, 18th century and uh, about the 1790s, 1770s to the 90s, all around that period. And he was famous for his stories and storytelling around Dublin. And uh, one of his great hits was The Finding of Moses and where he told of, uh, he told lots of uh, biblical, biblical stories. So that's how he got his name, Zosimus. Uh But... Um, yeah, he lived. He lived. Uh, he lived around uh, the the uh, the old part of Dublin there, and uh, uh, what was it called, Black Alley, or around that particular area, just off Francis Street, all around that particular area, which is real old Dublin. So, um, yeah, he we we actually did a, a play about him in um, 
in the Olympic Theatre for the uh, for the theatre festival way back in the nineties, and uh, we did a whole play. We also done a whole um, series of programmes for RTE, uh, which told the, uh, the the various episodes of um, Zalimus's life and uh, all the people and all the characters. Uh, surrounding him. So it was a great series and became very, very popular with the blind people because uh, having a blind hero is uh, very, very... It's not very... Uh, you don't have many blind heroes in 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 uh, in, in uh, as, as heroes in, uh, in books. But he was one particular great hero and he solved all the problems and he had a... Um, he had a, a great big load of people with him that all his friends, Fat Mary... And they're all documented in his in, in a book that tells a story. So that was a very popular series, and uh, it went on to become part of the Dublin Theatre Festival um, back in the nineties. And uh, uh, we were involved in that. Uh, so was um, Tomas McGann. I remember produced it, and uh, we had um, uh, Father Te- not Father Te- Frank Kelly. Frank Kelly. I couldn't yeah. think of his name. Frank Kelly was uh, was Zazimus, played a great part. So that that was the story of Zazimus. But uh, yeah, th- we we sang that song, and I guess uh, a lot of people around Ireland uh, were singing uh, songs of Zazimus. You don't hear it as much anymore now, and it's a great song. Like it's yeah. all in Dublinese, as you call it, and uh, yeah. it is a great song. And uh, yeah, it's, it needs to be revived, and someone to do a, an updated version of it. I yeah, could, well, I couldn't find it. I couldn't find any old, any new version. Everything is of old band singing it. Like the last one I could find was the Dublin City Ramblers. Um, but uh, it is great, and you're you're right. And I was when I was looking at it before, Uncle Bernard did a great version of it in video on YouTube, where they're they're outside somewhere down around Francis Street, and the two of them and. Bernard's playing uh, Zazimus. Brilliant, like it. So I might put a link up on that up on the uh, on the Facebook page if anybody wants to watch it. Yeah, um, yeah. Or, or I might even put it at the end of this. Actually, uh, Bernard had uh, ran a shop down there in, Fra- in Francis Street called Zazimus. I remember it <laughs> well. Shop. And a video shop as well. Yeah, yeah, a video and record shop. My videos were. The so Z- Zazimus is not dead after two over two hundred years. So. A great character and one of those great characters that Dublin produced over the years. Yeah, indeed. And VHS and Betamax. That's, just... That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I remember if you went in and there was a movie on Betamax and you only had VHS, you'd be raging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Oh, things have changed now. But, times, but the LPs are coming back. Everyone's buying yeah, LPs. Yeah, that's amazing too, isn't it? People are, you know, like the vinyl again. They like the touch, the feel. They like the way... Um, you know, the way it's presented with the big cover and the, all the information inside and everything. It was a great package, no doubt about yeah. it. If you were doing a new album now, would you release vinyl? Yeah, well, I was thinking of actually, you know, going through the stuff and maybe release a couple of compilations in, in vinyl and just uh, so that so people can get a feel and touch a bit uh, of the Wolf Tones. Yeah, or I think it, go on adverts very... and buy the old ones with the scratches <laughs> on them and all. <laughs> Yeah, well, you has know. it changed? Has the quality of it got any better? I've I've never looked. I don't have a record player. Um, <laughs> I've thought of buying one, but it's his day off. <laughs> but I, no, but I've 
have they got any better? Because you know the way they used to scratch real easy. I I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I really I don't know. Have maybe they got someone any out there has the answer. Yeah. Does vinyl, has vinyl got any better? Anyway, um, how was your week other than that? Week was good. Um, yeah, we had the, the good weather and I'm walking like hell at... Uh, at the music that I'm doing at the moment, and uh, that's progressing very, very nicely. And uh, I hope to have a meeting shortly to find out, uh, get advice on where I should go with this. Um, obviously, a production is quite difficult and hard to put on and expensive to put on, so I need to get help and uh, an advice on how to do this. Um, I'm a writer, uh, not a producer. <laughs> But could you do something like crowdfund or whatever that is, you know, that... Yeah, well, I haven't got to that point yet. Um, I'm about I'm about four or five songs short of arranging. Right. Now, I have them written, but of arranging that to, to put into the show. Um, well, I have but, to say that that song that you played me, I'm not going to say nothing about it, but that song you played for me a few weeks ago was just brilliant. Yeah, it really yeah. was brilliant. Well, there's, there's nice stuff, yeah, nice stuff yeah. in it, and uh, well, I know all your other stuff that you've yeah. done since before. That's the, right, the crossing, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, uh, and that's all brilliant. But that yeah. new song you played for me was brilliant. It's great. It's a great story, you know. And the the challenge I think was, you know, how do you make um, the famine entertaining? And I think that was the challenge I had um, in telling the story, which is uh, the story of. Everybody with an Irish background, whether you be, whether it be living in England or Scotland or America, Australia, I mean, it's everybody's story. So you might say it's the story of almost a hundred million people mm. across the world. And you know, I have a passion to tell the story of Ireland, and a passion to tell the story of that awful time in Ireland. And you know, it, it, it's a uh, it was a challenge. I think I've surmounted that challenge. I think I'd have it right. Um, and I think, and I I won't be <laughs> boasting, or I think it will be a great success. Yeah. And you spent a huge amount of time on it. Oh, like you, huge. You, you yeah. haven't rushed it and yeah. you've done a lot of research. You, yeah. You know, so you've, done, not, a, you've done everything right. Yeah. It's not like, a, you know, it's a, it's a labour of love for me and nothing yeah. else. Oh, Believe me, I know, I know. And uh, we went golfing for the first time in, well, I did in the first time in three years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. To, we to went call it to... golfing might be stretching the imagination a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it is. We were terrible. Well, I was. You were playing actually well. I, I, but I was, uh, I was, but I, I was awful. And, uh, you know, it's we went to Tilferris, and, uh, which is, I, I live in the Blessed area, so... Wasn't too far to go, but you know, I should have stayed at home. <laughs> no, our mistake was it was twenty four degrees out. I said, "Did you want a buggy?" He yeah, said, no, yeah. I want the exercise. Well, be Jesus, you got the exercise. Because <laughs> <laughs> you'd never played that course before, but I knew that we would, uh, we'd barely make the nine. Like you know, yeah, we made twelve, yeah. and uh, we did well. But once yeah. you got sight of the bar, the fella sitting outside the bar having the pint. That was oh it. god, I got two pints down there. They were fantastic, <laughs> and 
and the burger to boot. Yeah, I have to say the food, but the whole thing, the course is beautiful. Yeah, the views around the lake, fabulous. But just the sun was twenty four degrees was just too hot for me. I mean, every hole down there is picturesque. Yeah, Uh, the lake and and all the all the little alleyways and gullyways and little lakes and. Oh, it's a great course. I mean, yeah. difficult. I, oh, it's a very difficult course. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. Uh, I went through about seven balls. <laughs> I think you went through more than that. <laughs> I think I might have found two or three of them. But yeah. <laughs> you replenished my losses. I would say between the pair of us, we lost about 16 balls. There time. you go. Yeah. So if you're going there, bring a pile of balls with you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was nice to be out and I enjoyed it. I was I was sore the next day and then the alarms were muscles where I wasn't using them. So... Uh, yeah, I, 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 the next day, like, oh my God, I came back and I just was exhausted. I intended to get out there and do the garden. I just hadn't done any resources left to get out there. But um, not getting any younger, Dad. <laughs> Seventy-five years of age to get around that golf course now. What you did in that heat, you did, yeah. you did fairly well without a buggy. Next time we're getting a buggy. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Learn to listen. Yeah. Anyhow, it was a great day. I enjoyed it very much. Well, and fun, and yeah. uh, Super super day and thank you for that, Karen. No, yeah. I enjoyed it as much Great as you. Great day. Did. We'll organise another one when you when you come back from. Yeah, I'm allowed to say you're going to Spain. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I have problems. <laughs> no, you're not going to Spain. We yeah, just, I just say that. nothing. Don't no. tell anybody. No, he's not going to Spain. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so last week we spoke about the um, the. the Newgrange, Grange, Newgrange, yeah. and Doubt and Nout, and you were talking about the Dancing Stones. Of, yeah, I just happened to mention it to Kieran, and um, Kieran, you were watching some series on BBC Two or something, was it? On Sunday night, was it Sunday? No, Friday night. It was just after I'd been speaking to you on Thursday, was it? Yeah, and uh, it was a documentary on um, what do you call it? Stone Edge. And in it, they were trying to explain where the stones and there's blue these stones. The big big stones are not called blue stones. The smaller stones and Stonehenge are called blue stones. And they tr- said they tracked it back to Wales. Um, and you can come in and interject now, but I'll just finish this story yeah, first. Go ahead. And in it, th- they said this myth that Merlin helped take the stones from Wales. To the blue stones from Wales to Stonehenge, but then you told me about the dancing stones of Kildare. That's right, and you reckon that the, that's where they came from. That the yeah. Well, uh, Gerald, sorry, it, sorry, you're going to explain that to people now, so they. Oh, so, yes, yeah, yeah. I'm. Re- I'm looking at the book now. It's an old book. In fairness, uh, yeah. Well, it's this is a translation. It was originally uh, written in Latin, of course. And in the 12th century, um, when Giraldus Comprensus came over with uh, with uh, King John, as they claimed Ireland uh, back for, claimed Ireland to colonise it and to Christianise it, after we had Christianised them. Yeah, and to straighten <laughs> us out. Straighten us out, and they, 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 he writes awful things about the Irish. But in his uh, passage about uh, the giants... Dance, which was uh, transferred from Ireland to Britain, and this is in the twelfth century. He wrote this, so it's it's not like a current book or anything like that. There was in ancient times in Ireland a remarkable pile of stones, 
which was called the Giant's Dance. Because giants brought it from the farthest limits of Africa to Ireland and erected it according to some of the uh, uh, and according to some of the mountain of Kildare. According to others at Ophelia near the castle of Nace, Nas, implying truly remarkable skill and ability, it is amazing how so many great stones were ever brought together and erected in one place. And with the scale upon such great and high stones, others no less great were placed. These latter stones seem to be hanging, as it were, and suspended in space. So as the rest, rather on the skill of the craftsman than on the base of the stones beneath. According to British history, the king of the Britons, Aurelius Ambrosius, arranged through the divine help of Merlin that these stones be brought over from Ireland to Britain. He got them put up in exactly the same order as, and with the same skill as before, so as to leave behind some memorial of the great crime committed when the flower of Britain's manhood was cut to pieces by the concealed daggers of the Saxons, who coming in the guise of peace with the weapons of treachery killed the youth of the kingdom and had been so carefully guarded. And so the stones are hen- uh, Stonehenge ended up in Berkshire. Right, so... <laughs> so now... That was Geraldus Comprensi. Now he says nothing good about the Irish. Yeah. He, he he reckons they had tales and they, they were uh, heathens and they were they were non-Christian and uh, he he done everything to uh, demonize them yeah. so so he could justify the invasion of the country and that was uh, that was uh, Geraldus Comprensi. So if nothing else, he convinced her. Well, he it's the first documentation of uh, the origin of Stonehenge. All right. That's it. quite interesting, actually. Yeah. And, uh, well, in this programme on, the B- obviously, BBC, they were doing everything in their Paris to say it was from Wales that it, that it came, anyway. And they still uh, and they did, it... But they did mention uh, about the giants and... The giants' yeah, stance, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I think they had to because, like I said to you, the girl that was talking about it, she was saying it's a myth, you know, and, and behind every myth is some... Some truth, truth yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. the stories were created then. So it's who's right and who's wrong, you know. We'll never know. We'll never know. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, anybody else has a bit on it, it'd be great. Yeah. But uh, we're very proud of what we have in Ireland. We have, you know, Green New Grange, as we spoke about last week, and uh, all the great monuments around. We've more carved stones in Ireland than there is in the rest of Europe. Mm. I was up. The smaller mountain opposite uh, your house here? Shefin. Shefinan. Shefinan. Yeah. yeah. And there's a, you know, they have those big concrete, uh, what do you call them? Um, 
the stone slabs. And, uh, you know, well, no, it's not a. Uh, well, it looks like a passage grave on top, but it's covered it is, in soil. It, it it's is covered actually. in soil. But they no, they have a, you know a surveying stone. You know, one of the old surveying stones that the English put when they were surveying. You, you oh yeah, you find yeah, them on, yeah, on, yeah, on a, quite yeah. a lot of the um, mountains around Ireland. Yeah. Um, but a beautiful, stunning view when you go up there. Like I, yeah, that's the yeah. first time I've been on that mountain. I've been on the other two. Yeah, I've I never... brought you up there when you were a kid. No, not to the smaller one. Yeah, you, you brought me up to the other one. Which yeah, is... yeah, Sheepin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> you get mixed up with them all, but yeah. they're they're wonderful things to have. And uh, any other country that would have that type of thing, sure, you know, it'd be the the prized possession of the country. But the, we've loads of them, so they don't don't look after them all and can't, I suppose. Yeah, it's. Very hard to get around and see them all. Like I've gone to see so many of them, like in the last few years. Like yeah. I just became quite interested in it. Yeah, Lockcrew, were you there? I was in Lockcrew, yeah. Yeah, 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 and Lockour. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. great stuff around. Yeah. I mean, even during lockdown, I advise people to get out there to many of these sites, and uh, it's really fascinating. And I think they're all free now at the moment. All the OPW stuff yeah. is free, yeah. But even even some of them are. You, you don't pay any entry into them anyway. They're just free. Like I was. Yeah. Outside of Lockgord is a, a stone circle. It's called, I can't remember the name of it. But it's it's about five mile away from Lockgore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's uh, incredible. Like some of the stones are huge. Like, you know. Yeah. You know, and how the hell did they move them in? Yeah. You know, in, back them days, they didn't have, well, they must have had some form of technology uh, to move them. But how they did it, uh, you know, it's just amazing. In that book you were talking about Ambrosius Cream Bryce. <laughs> what, what, was he an English king, was he? He was a... Uh, uh, no, he... Uh, yeah, he was, he was an English... But he he must have had been, Roman, was he? He would have been a Briton, no. He oh. was, well, it's it's in Roman because written in Latin. Latin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, he, he says... Yeah, his name was Ambro- Ambrosius... Yeah. Ambrosius Cream Bryce. <laughs> well, that comes from Ambrosia, and that's where he was from. All right, okay. Yeah, where, so where's Ambrosia? Ambrosia is Devon? down Devon and Cornwall, right, yeah, okay. down that particular so, area. So, yeah. so that's how you get your Ambrosia rice. Every day is a good day. <laughs> I don't like it anymore. I used to it's only it's only fifty thousand year old yeah. <laughs> rice or something. Yeah. No, there's a load of calories in it as well. Yeah, there you go. It's good for you. Yeah. Um. What was I going to say? The Euros join them? I, I am, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I thought England done very well last uh, last game out um, against uh, the, um, what do you call them, the Ukrainians. The, you, useless. <laughs> Uselanians. Uh, they were but, brutal. Uh, Ukraine but, were brutal. Like, England were good, but... They were U- bad. Ukraine yeah, were yeah, but, like, I mean, All the goals from set pieces, like... Yeah, yeah. You're not going to beat Italians and Spanish teams. Oh, well, I, you know, if, if a, I, I don't know who's going to win. Obviously, nobody does. But it, up to now, there was very, very good games. And, uh, well, uh, England will never have a better chance. And they had the easiest draw. They had fairness. the easy way like, up, they, yeah. They never yeah. had an easier way to yeah. a, a final. Especially with all them Irish players, sure, they couldn't yeah. go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> For long enough, we had English players. Uh, yeah. But uh, no, no, Jack Charlton... Uh, yeah, I think with all the Irish players, yeah, they could win it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm hoping Italy win because I've got, still got my tenor on them. So. so when are we going to get back to football? What's the story there when we get back to Celtic? I promised, I promised my well two of my grandchildren that Boris I'm, is I'm open. Big... Boris is opening up 
UK from the 19th. So full crowds, nightclubs are opening up, everything's open up. So that means football stadiums will be full again. But if not capacity. Full, full capacity, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's just gone mass off. Let's see what happens. Go yeah, for well, it. today, um, Oren, one of my grandchildren, got on to me and he said, he, he had his jacket on first and then he took the jacket off and he was wearing a Celtic shirt. He was wearing a Celtic uh, Knicks. And he, he then he puts his hand behind him and pulls out a Celtic ball. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I'm ready. Where are we, when are we going? So it all depends on Nicola Sturgeon now because she has to open up Scotland. Like, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So look, at, I'd be hopeful of getting over... In, well... The time you're playing over in Glasgow. November, yeah. 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 That's on the Thursday and Friday you're playing in Glasgow, but you're probably playing in London or somewhere after. Yeah, we, after. No, but I, I can't remember the dates now, how they run, but I'll give them out next yeah. to, next to thing. I'll give yeah. them out the dates. Celtic are playing at Aberdeen at home on the Saturday, yeah, but yeah. I, I think you're probably... Well, we're, 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 they, we're also going up there to play in Edinburgh. Because that's we, the following week. Yeah, the following the week weekend. Before, yeah, yeah. So in between that, we probably be... Down in England London, somewhere, yeah. 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 We'd we'll be down in London for two nights. I know that in the the Irish club, and um, I know we we probably get up around the country for one or two or three maybe dates, and uh, that'll be it. I would say um, we are definitely um, playing in the Fela. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be um, a much uh, smaller capacity. Yeah. Uh, so advise anybody that's uh, that wants to go get a ticket early because I mean when are the tickets on sale? I don't know. I don't really don't uh, know. But fifteenth of August is it? Fifteenth of August. Yeah. yeah, but I know that uh, they 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 have given us the thumbs up to go ahead. Yeah, they're still still waiting on the capacity uh, yeah. which will be allowed. Uh, so that'll determine. But I mean, last year or the last one, two thousand and nineteen. 12, we had 12,000 yeah. people there, so, you know, and they couldn't get tickets well, for the same festivals, money. everything's going to go back to... That's the way Boris is looking at it now. He's, he's gone, we have to live with this disease, we have to manage it. Yeah, uh, yeah. People have to use their own common sense around it, so if you're vaccinated, yeah. you know, yeah. when you're around vulnerable people, wear masks, yeah. you know. There's so. a possibility, too, we, we might be in Derry as well, that... Uh, so, I don't know, that's... Uh, but it'd be great to get back, uh, no matter what. Uh, we're a bit sl- slower down here, down the twenty-six counties, free slower. state, and <laughs> uh, uh, opening up. And it's uh, like the tor- tortoise in the hair. I don't think we're ever going <laughs> to catch up, though. So I don't know when we'll open up here, but um, we we have uh, our dates booked for October. Yeah, and uh, maybe that's uh, maybe that's realistic at the moment. I think that could be a real realistic date. Yeah. Uh, we got uh, we moved everything up to then. Yeah, and November we'll be in Scotland and England. So hopefully that goes away. You never know with this bloody virus. It's putting, I mean, yeah, it's putting everything in jeopardy. Yeah. And will you be nervous going back on stage? No, I I'll be delighted. I'd be so delighted to get on. I probably fall getting on jumping up. <laughs> <laughs> Not able to jump anymore. We'll get your golf buggy. You come on stage. <laughs> <laughs> Can't jump up on stage anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, it's going to be tough, no doubt about it. But uh, I think it will be for a lot of musicians. Yeah. But you know, because you have, you have to, you have to. We've to be there now. Everything. Songs, that, yeah, like, we've you know. never been. 
we've never been out uh, out for so long. Yeah. You know, since we started. I mean, for a year and a half now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you don't ever take two weeks off here. Yeah. Well, we used to take a holiday. You know, be two or three weeks. Yeah. And. Uh, you know, then we take, you know, bits of Christmas, bits of Easter, you know, now and again you take the odd week break or something like that. But apart from that, we never had a long break like this. Yeah. And uh, that's uh, that's going to be a bit tough, a bit challenging coming back. But uh, I spoke to Tommy yesterday, so he said uh, we just, uh, you know, be happy. He's happy to get back and uh, so am I. Will you have a practice or will you just... Uh yeah, we'd, we'd have it. a little bit of a yeah, we'd have a little bit of a run through, no yeah. doubt about it. Yeah, yeah, we'd so, have to. So, know. where would be your first gig be then? Our first gig, is like if you you know if everything falls into line, will it be Belfast? Yeah, it'd be Belfast to be the oh, first gig. That's yeah. pressure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a pity it won't be full capacity, but uh, I think it might though. That it might be. No, like, they're uh, they're only allowing that. We, we got to. Well, of course, the, it depends on the the. Well, you see. You have people from all over the country coming there. Like, you know, it's not like just, you know. But the Boris is opening up the UK. Uh, yeah, but yeah. it doesn't, I don't know. You know, each regional government, I think, has, the has their own. Yeah. yeah. So it'll depend on, uh, what's his name? Um, Jeffrey John Donaldson. Oh, yeah, I can't remember. It's like musical chairs up there at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I met, I met Jeffrey in the House of Parliament in England there about... Three years ago, the nice guy and all that. Uh, Give him a sign book. He <laughs> <laughs> knew who I was, by the way, and he said, I, I, uh, "I must come down and see you sometime." But uh, yeah, so w- when he when he was elected uh, head of the D- DUP, I sent him a little letter or a little note through a friend of mine. I said, uh, uh, "Tell Jeffrey to be nice, <laughs> be nice." <laughs> I got friends in <laughs> in low places. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, oh, that's nice. Yeah, well, because you you've know, been to the House of Commons so many yeah, times. Yeah, you know? like it's it's. You've got good friends over there. Yeah, it's. I have more friends in the House of Commons than I have in the Doll. Yeah, well, that's not surprising. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're more English in the Doll than they are in Westminster. But yeah, there's a lot of Irish. Um, Irish uh, descent uh, uh, as MPs around England. And especially in the Labour Party, and I I met uh, there was one or two guys I met uh, was in the Liberal Party, and they they had direct uh, uh, either mother or father in uh, from directly from Ireland. So there is a big connect, Irish connection in England, as we see with their new football team. They used to never pick any of the Irish guys. Now they have to because there's no English guys left. <laughs> <laughs> Taken over. <laughs> They're either, they're either black or Irish. Yeah. Or both. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, will ahead. you be cheering Denmark or would you, would you like to see England in the final? Well, I, as I said with the Irish lads there, you know, I, I can't, uh, you know, if, if they're playing somebody that I really like. De- Denmark, of course, has a lot of sympathy because of uh, Ericsson. Uh, Ericsson, yeah. But I know, you know, I never liked Ericsson since he scored them goals against Ireland. <laughs> well, one of them was a brilliant goal. In <laughs> so, not that I, I don't wish him well or anything like that, but uh, it's just that uh, 
uh, Ericsson, I, uh, uh, you know, we we thought we were going to go through. We were buying the tickets and all. But they have Delaney playing for them. They have Delaney, yeah. yeah. The, 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 what's the, is there any relation to... Uh, JD. <laughs> I don't know. You never know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I doubt it. Anyway, he's a good player too. There's plenty yeah. of Delaney. Good player. Who else have we got across Europe? It must be a few more. Well, if you, you know, didn't the fella played for Finland or somewhere like that as well? Oh, that's so yeah. Name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. great. I love it. And uh, I'm back to St. Pat's on Friday, so I'm, yeah. really, I'm really enjoying that. I was so glad I bought a season ticket this year to get in, but they're raising the capacity, went from 350 or from 200, sorry, to 500 now. So, oh, that's... Yeah, so it'll be a little yeah. bit more uh, yeah. raucous in the stadiums, you know, because it makes a big difference, 200, you know. I know, yeah, yeah. it looks like there's nobody turned up. But 500 will make yeah. a bit of noise, <laughs> like, you know. So it'd be great to have that atmosphere back. And uh, I've been on a couple of the uh, Confederation of Republic of Ireland supporters clubs meetings with regards to... Uh, you know what's happening in yeah, in, in that situation, international and setting. obviously with the you had the test event on Saturday for the rugby Ireland against Japan. So they're saying that the, the fans, there will be fans in the stadium in September and October, um, but it'd be reduced, like you know. So anyone that had a season ticket last year or the year before yeah, will yeah. have a get into maybe one maybe two games oh that's good there's, isn't it? Yeah. there's four games altogether I think there's one yeah. in September one in October or two in October and one in November so they're looking after their loyal supporters yeah. which is uh, good which, yeah. which everybody's doing like because yeah. even, even Pats now they all 350 season ticket holders will get in on Friday mm. and then they offered did a draw for season tickets for holders from the year before that mm. hadn't renewed you know, they mightn't have the money to renew yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So 150 of them are getting in. They got, there was a draw oh, for that today. Good, yeah. So, so yeah. Looking after the fans, that's what's all Yeah, well, I think it's, yeah. a, it's the right yeah. way. And same with, uh, with the hurling. And Dubs had a great win over Galway. I don't know whether you've seen that on, uh, on Saturday. No, I didn't say, I didn't see that. No. Yeah, that was a great game. Um, and the Dubs beat Galway. So they're in the Leinster final now against Kilkenny. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there was a lot of, I think there was... 8,000 fans or 3,000 fans left in one. Mm. No, 8,000, I think, mm. in Crow Park, which is nothing. You know, of yourself. course, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's only a drop in of the ocean. 80, 82,000 seater. Yeah. So I don't know what they're going to let in for the Leinster final. It's a double header. It'll be, uh, oh, no, the football's a double header. Um, Dublin are played in Mead in the football. Mm. But it, again, it's a great thing to look forward to. Like, you know, and they will look after the people that had season tickets yeah, and stuff yeah. like that, which won't, won't include me. So. Yeah, but I'm not too bothered because I do believe that people that put their money where they're mouth in should. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Fair play. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, it's been it's been good. Dublin were really bad in the football. Now they were playing against uh, Wexford and Wexford Division Four team, and they only beat them by eight points. But uh, they're they're really only starting. You know, uh, that's what you don't want to peak now. Like you know, everybody's yeah, saying, "Oh, don't Dublin, peak you know, too early. Yeah, you're gone." Yeah. So. Yeah, it's so I'm looking forward to the rest of the summer and some great games coming up this weekend and just it's nice and then you've got the Olympics coming in and you've got the Ryder Cup in September yeah. so lots to look forward well, to I, I like Olympics uh, I'm not a huge fan of uh, but they have uh, soccer in it now under 23 uh, yeah, soccer and, yeah, and yeah. golf so. uh, the golf is there yeah I'd be interested in that and uh, yeah but like I like some of the events but it, I mean a lot of the events just don't move me 
especially we don't have great uh, athlete stars. We've one or two over the years, of course. We yeah. did Delaney and all the great Cockland. athletes that we had. And, you know, that was always very, very exciting. Um, I remember we got a day off school and all, you know, if we had to waver him as he went by the Oblate School in Inchicore. Ronnie oh, Delaney. Oh, John Delaney. <laughs> John Delaney. Ronnie Delaney. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> Ronnie, Ronnie Delaney. Ronnie Delaney. <laughs> John Delaney is another guy. I'd say they hold a parade for John Delaney. Running. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, God love him. Yeah, we're getting ourselves in trouble here. We better shut up. No, we're not. No, we're not. We're not. Oh, it's a well-known fact what, what happened, so it's not like it's a big secret. Um, There was pictures going around of him at the England game the other day, but I don't know whether it was true, but... The, People were saying he was wearing a jacket and it was a real warm day, but there was loads of people in shorts, so could have yeah, been. Yeah, could have yeah, been. Anyway, yeah. it doesn't matter. Not that I care. Or you uh, care. If he was there, I hope he enjoyed it. He was having pints of Heineken anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure he did. Um, so our songs to play out, Dad, what song do you want me to play out for you? Ah, oh, good question. Um, I think... Uh, Let's go for The Merman from County Wexford. The Merman, yeah. Good yeah. song. It's a great I, song. It's a very I, underrated song, actually. Yeah, I love that song. Um, and it's a great story, of course. We've great stories of seafarers and the mythical characters uh, of the sea. Yeah. And uh, I thought that was a great story, so yeah. Yeah. why not? Kevin McGrady loves it. He always asked me to sing that over an airdrie. Yeah. Um, and it was only actually when he asked me to sing it I actually went, you know, geez, that's a great song. Why do I never sing that? Like, you know, <laughs> but you never get asked for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. because it never got well known. You know, yeah. and that's the, that's the thing about, um, you know, we do a show. It's our only platform, really, where we can get our songs known. Yeah, because uh, we're not getting it uh, played on on national radio or anything like that, even on the provincials. The odd, the odd play you get, but the Merman never really got a chance to be well known. Had I got a chance, you always remember uh, people saying, you know, when I brought it on, oh my God, what a great cartoon series that would make. You uh, know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, so you could have got in there before SpongeBob, Dad, and yeah. made a fortune. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't to be. So, SpongeBob, watch out, we might get there yet. And SpongeBob has a pal called Patrick. <laughs> There you go, man. You missed out. You missed your opportunity. Yeah, I so, did. So, um, I seen the picture of did you, did you put it up or did man put it up of of Granda and the four years? Oh yeah, yeah. That that that's a picture I put up there um, uh, for his anniversary. He he died on the fourth of July. Mm. Uh, which what year was it? Ninety five was it? Uh, Ninety five. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ninety five. Yeah. And. Uh, it was sad, really, of course, everybody loses their father. It's a terrible time. But uh, he was such a great character and played such a major part with uh, helping the Wolf Tones out in their early stages. And uh, he was a great harmonizer and used to teach us how to harmonize and all that kind of thing. As I said, he he played the mandolin and showed Derek how to play the man- mandolin. Um, I can't ever remember Granda playing the mandolin. I've ever seen him now. Obviously... It did happen, but you yeah, know, yeah, he used to play it. Um, see, there was a mandolin upstairs, and it, then it went redundant for a while, and it ended up in the attic. Right, and I, I always remember it came down out of the attic a couple of times, and he'd 
play a couple of tunes on it, you know, by the fireside. No bloody television or anything like that. It's a tough instrument to play because it's... Yeah, but they had a, they had a mandolin band. All right. Yeah, uh, John and himself and some friends. Yeah. I think it was the Wards. And they played around community concerts and that I kind of thing. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I know that now. And uh, a mandolin band would be very nice, like, because yeah, it would be lovely. Yeah, yeah, and they had harmonies and all that kind of thing. So the way, and did he sing? No, they didn't sing. They no, just, just played. Yeah, yeah, they just played. And, uh, but the grandest thing, did he... Did I he think, sing? I think I remember uh, Yeah, he used to sing I is for the Irish. Yeah. I is it's for the Irish yes, in that, your yeah, tiny yeah, heart. Yeah, yeah. And what else did he sing? He sang that. That was, that was his, like, party piece. Yeah. And... Uh, I can't remember what else you sang, but I guess, yeah. Uh, what was your f- favourite song as a kid? Like mine was probably what that I remember was The Big Strong Man. Big Strong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what was your favourite? You mean uh, as from some, someone... Uh, well, singer? just as, you know, in general, like what was your... In general... Uh, like up to when you were nine, Yeah, yeah. Years. The case Sarah would have been big with uh, Doris Day. I was a big right. fan of Doris Day. I thought she was lovely. Yeah. <laughs> she's a good looking woman yeah. <laughs> well, I was only a kid like yeah, you know yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but I thought she was lovely and and uh, dad was a big fan of uh, Marilyn Monroe yeah sure who was <laughs> so he, I remember going so were the Kennedy brothers <laughs> <laughs> I remember the Kennedy brothers uh, yeah they were there but uh, yeah I, I remember going to see some of the movies with him and uh so I became a fan of uh, yeah. of uh, Marilyn, and still like her. I think yeah. she's nice. Yeah. But I mean, she she would be ninety or hundred now, would she? Uh, I don't know. God, Jesus, yeah. I wouldn't know. Yeah, she's a good looking woman, anyhow. But I love the old movies. We've gone to the old movies. The movies aren't the same anymore now. You know the modern uh, movie. They're, 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 you know, there's no escapism. There's too much sci-fi. Yeah, too yeah. much blue screen. Too yeah. much. Uh, there's no escapism in the in the movie. It's just like a. A slice of reality. Yeah. You can't beat the old comedy either. You don't see the old comedy. Like, I don't remember, you remember the time that we were, we were, I think we were sitting in this room here when it was that room and me and you were eating dinner and we were watching The Three Amigos and the <laughs> two of us nearly choked on our dinner. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, yeah, we, like, we used to enjoy all the, you know, all the comedy. I used to love Norman Wisdom. Yeah. I used to think All the slapstick comedy. Yeah, slapstick yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. And Norman Wisdom, like he, he was always the idiot, but he always got the girl. Yeah. The yeah. <laughs> and he, he was always hard done, but one out in the end. And that, that was that was nice. Uh, it gave hope for people who were down. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think the old movies had a, a lot of character, a lot of escapism and slapstick and everything else like that. You, you never heard anyone using bad language in any of those movies. No. You know, why? You know, it's... They were just great. Yeah. Well, maybe it's just sold two old guys rambling on about the past. <laughs> no, but that's before my time. Like, but I still love watching them. Like, I watched Casablanca there the other day. Like, yeah, that, that was a great yeah, movie. Yeah. Play it again, Sam. He didn't say that, yeah. did he? But you just you, you you don't appreciate them. Like, you know, it's only when you sit down. You, you like, I've 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 come across it so many times and gone. Oh, you know, I'll just move on, move on, move yeah, on. You know? Yeah. Um, but. 
got it at the start and was able to watch the whole movie, like, you know. Yes. Just, I mean, there's so many bloody movies now, like, you're, you're looking at the streaming platforms, like Netflix and blah, blah, and this one and oh, that one. some terrible movies. And though. you can go through them all for the whole night, you be flicking through this and the other, and my God, what a load of shite. Oh, there's a lot of shite, yeah. yeah, yeah terrible. Yeah. Anyhow, take me back to the Black Hills. The Black Hills of the Cup. <laughs> Calamity Jane. Yeah. I used to love that, I love that movie. Some great songs in them. Yeah, great, 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 great yeah. musical. Yeah. Okay, so we are at 44 we, minutes. Go, yeah, go to the Merman do it then. And, and you're running out of beer as well, so that's always a good yeah. sign that we're getting near the end. <laughs> <laughs> and we've not matched to watch tonight, so we'll, uh, we can take a night off and relax and look forward to Spain and Italy tomorrow. Yeah. So next week we might be doing by Zoom. Yeah, we probably do Zoom. Yeah, yeah. yeah if not, be, we'll. I'll, if I'll, not, we do. I'll think outside the, the box. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll do something. All right. So uh, once again, thanks for listening. Um, we'll be back next week. What's the song? Jeez, I don't know what the song is actually. Hang on. Talk away amongst yourselves, there. Yeah. Well, uh, the song is. Dun, that's, our, dun, that's our twenty-first episode. Dad, we're twenty-one. Oh my God, 21. Anyone want to congratulate us? <laughs> so next week is Vanna Strand. Oh, great song. Great song, so. great song. yeah. So uh, yeah. we'll sign off with the Merman and then I'll do something from Catalpa just because I feel, yeah. feel sorry for myself. If I don't. Go for it. Okay, so uh, the bandwagon bus is back on Sunday. I'm uh, taking a, a, par- a birthday party out. Oh, great, uh, yeah. It was a Bertie, Bertie party from two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> no, a year and a half ago. Uh, so we've been trying to get everything off the HSC, off everyone. I've asked everyone. No one can tell me yes yeah. or no whether I can go out. So That's the problem, isn't it? I asked a guard friend of mine and he said, just go for it. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, and see. Well, listen, and while we're advertising, don't forget the book is still available. I got 200 extra copies. And uh, you can get it from our website. I know some people had a problem uh, accessing their cards or whatever, but I believe it's fixed now at the moment, so you can get it. And uh, Martin Prendergast from London is looking for one, so yeah. Martin, if you're listening, if you couldn't get one. Yeah, yeah. How much is the postage, really? What? How much is postage with it? Oh, it's a very it's heavy the, book. It's, it's, it gives you the postage there for the various regions. Yeah. And it's a it's a kilo, one point two or one point three kilos. Yeah, but it's a great quality. So yeah, it's high it's quality a, it's paper. A book lasts it's forever. Yeah, yeah, it'll be there long after we're dead and gone. Yeah, and it's great paperweight at the end of it. Another. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't like it, stick it in the fire, and it'll last for about that, two that, weeks. It, yeah, that light for ages. Better than any fire log that you can buy out there. And now yeah. there's no brickets anymore either. So <laughs> They're coming from Germany, you joke me. Okay, so we'll sign off. And thanks again, folks, for listening. And don't forget to tell your friends, family, anyone that you're talking to, tell them what crack we are and what ramblers and, we are. Yeah. Tell them to tune in. Tune in, yeah. And uh, we'll talk to you soon next week. Uh, have a great week and uh, come on down, Mark. Okay, day-day. Bye-bye. Good I'm a sailor man from Wexford Town I've sailed the seven seas I will tell you a true story 
of the sunny southern seas. We were caught up in the doldrums while waiting for a breeze. When the stillness of the day was broke by a merman in the deep blue seas. Well, the captain he slept below while the crew they lay about. When down in the ocean wise we heard his mighty shout. His hair was red, his eyes were green, his beard was floating free. He'd a long green tail that could kill a whale that waggled in the deep blue sea. And the mermaids looked so beautiful as they swam around by the shore. But this merman with his fishy tail I'd never seen before. And the sailors tell the tallest tales I never told a lie. He'd a long green tail that could kill a whale that bubbled as he swam close by. Was it Neptune that appeared to us from its mansions in the deep? Then the cuckoo, well he ran below, woke the captain from his sleep, and the captain came on deck at once, took a look into the deep. Oh, I've never seen the likes of this. The merman then he soon agreed. Then who are you? Where do you come from? What do you want here? Then he shook his tail. It rocked the boat. It filled our hearts with fear. You've dropped your anchor on my house. It's blocking up me door. And the wife, the mermaid, she's trapped inside, and my children can't get out no more. And the mermaids looked so beautiful as they swam around by the shore. But this merman with his fishy tail. I'd never seen before, and sailors tell the tallest tales. I never told a lie. He'd a long green tail that could kill a whale, and while as he swam close by. Well, we quickly hoisted anchor boys, and the merman then did smile. Sure, my name is Patrick John O'Rourke. I came from Erin's Isle. It was many years ago. From now, I was shipwrecked on the reef. When this pretty mermaid she rescued me from the perils of the ocean deep. And we very soon were married, way down in the deep blue sea. Now I'm happy and contented with me wife and family. Though I oftentimes wish I could go home. And live on Ireland's shore, but I'm committed to the ocean deep, and I can't go home again no more. And the mermaids looked so beautiful as they swam around by the shore, but this merman with his fishy tail I'd never seen before. And sailors tell the tallest tales I never told a lie. Eat a long green tail that could kill a whale. Whaling ship 
like a tapper from New Bedford, she set sail on a mission to free Venian Sands from an English jail. Sailing from Massachusetts on the East Coast, USA, to a prison called the Establishment in Australia, far away. So it's heave ho, let the four wind blow, Catalpa on the seas. Haul away, and tonight we pray for Athenians' liberty. I said, haul away, and tonight we pray for Athenians' liberty. The boy, Captain Anthony, together hatched a plan to free some Irish prisoners from a jail in a hostile land. Was on a crew of Yankee men, this journey would depend, and to navigate the stormy seas and return home safe again. So it's heave ho, let the four winds blow, Catalpa on the seas. All away and tonight we pray for Fenian's liberty. I said all away and tonight we pray for Fenian's liberty. On a pert regatta day, Catalpa moored offshore And a forged key set the prisoners free And out of the jailer's doors When challenged by the Georgettes Oh, the stars and stripes she flew As the British Navy sailed away Two cheers came from her crew So a heave ho, let the four winds blow Catalpa on the sea Liberty. I said, haul away as tonight we pray for Fenian's liberty. After news it quickly spread of Catalpa's daring mission, the story of a Yankee ship that for Fenians went a fishing. Captain Anthony, he bore no grudge, no fault for no man's cause. He defied those British Navy men and brought home our Irish boys. So it's heave ho, let the four winds blow, Catalpa on the seas. Haul away and tonight we pray for Fenian's liberty. I said haul away and tonight we pray for Fenian's liberty. I said haul away and tonight we pray for 